Hey everyone, welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Selly, joined by Gordon Mack on a Monday morning here in Austin, Texas. Just a few days from the NCAA Indoor Championships, where you're hitting the road again. Yes, back to Albuquerque we go. Hopefully, it looks the same since you've last been there. What you were there like two weeks ago? Month ago. Month ago for yeah. USA's. We leave. When do we leave? We leave Thursday. We leave Thursday. Press conference Thursday afternoon, and then meet on Friday and Saturday. Then back home on Sunday. Yes, exactly. We're going to talk more about that probably later tomorrow, tomorrow. The next day, you and I are going to do this again. Lincoln's out of town, so there's going to be a lot of Kevin and Gordon episodes. Yes. So we need to pace ourselves. We do. So that's why this podcast only be about three minutes. Yes. And then we're I think let's wrap that up. All right, <laughs> so, and that's your Monday recap, guys. It's been great. We have an email address: Flowcast. Flow track, excuse me, went old school there. Flow track podcast at gmail.com. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, we got two emails that I want to read. Oh. Yeah, on this episode. We'll People do those. Emailing. Yeah, we'll do those later. It's picking up steam. Remember, Flow Track Podcast. We got one about Oregon's DM, DM, DMR. Send us, your, send us your memes. That's what I want to see. Well, the other one uh, is about sexy alpha flies. Ooh. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. So we got two. It's it's building off your idea about Halloween costumes. So people are listening. People are writing in. Uh, last weekend, a bit slower with indoor pretty much wrapped except for NCAAs. Week after the trials. Big story, I guess, U.S. 15K champs. And there was some off-the-track stuff with Jaren Lawson winning his appeal, being reinstated 19 months after he was uh, suspended from the sport. We have another Caster Semenya update. Lots of things. Yeah. Well, For a weekend that not much happened. I mean, it was the weekend of NAIA, JUCO, yep. uh, the ECAC, IC4A, a lot of letters. Do you have any, do you have any uh, letter championship highlights from no, any of those meets? I did read about how at the NAIA, two women – Scored like seventy points because they did like quintuples. They pulled the Wildland Jonathan's. Well, they, yeah. Well, they also had like um, at what's cool about the NAIA is they do like a six hundred national championship, a one k. Okay. So that's cool. I think, I mean, a conference a lot of D one conference championships do like off event in their, in their uh, conference meet. Yeah. It would be cool if NCAs did like a six hundred, a one k, throwing a four by eight, and I think if they did that, it would make it the strategy would be more there because if you're an 800 meter runner yeah you would think oh maybe i should go to the six or to go to the 1k or the mile you just be able to like strategy it'll be coaching involved because you can't run every event yeah you don't really need to think as a coach you're like you're a good 800 meter runner you're top 16 (laughs) you're running this event there's really no strategy except for like maybe a year when ed chesarek has to decide if he's gonna run the 5k or the dmr or something like that in that case he just ran both because he's ed chesarek but I think that it would be interesting, and I, we, I was talking with someone. We're talking about like who would advantage, and I think a team like Oregon would be, would yeah. all of a sudden be able to score a lot more points. What other teams do you think would love it if there was a six hundred and a one k and a four by eight added to the meet? It would hurt sprint schools. Yeah, mid distance heavy schools. Yeah. Although, I think like what are like a Texas A and M though? They would probably years, do better. Yeah, yeah have, and they have so many four hundred meter runners. They could they could stretch them up to the six hundred yeah. perhaps, and eight hundred guys like Dixon could probably run run the one thousand and going back to, to Jasmine yeah. Frey before and Sammy Watson. So I, yeah, I mean you need you need obviously a lot of strength in the mid distance long sprints. Because it would be it would be all of a sudden then you have like I mean, it would help distance schools for sure. Mm-hmm. Like a what like a Penn State during their prime yeah. would have would be like oh my gosh, good yeah. like 
maybe like a one of those like northeastern schools, like a Georgetown Villanova type, when they're like Virginia Tech a few years ago. Virginia Tech would, you know, they might have. Virginia Tech probably could have won that meet in two thousand when they won. What year was that? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. If they had a six hundred and a one k and a four by eight, yeah. that's a lot more points they yeah. would have got. Yeah, Gorley, Sietti, yeah. and, and Joseph. That was a that was a stacked team. Yeah, on the on the women's side, I guess. I mean, you look at the who's doing well in the DMR, right? Yeah, and that would be a good BYU you know, probably could score a lot more points. Yes. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean, they're not going to do it, obviously, but uh, why do we do certain events and not others? Like, mm-hmm. Why do we do a distance medley relay? And not a 4 by 8 Yeah, yeah, we talked or, about that before. Or not eat anything. Like, why do they just, they don't do it outdoors, so why do they do it indoors? Yeah, 600 indoors makes more sense because, okay, three laps. Yeah. Just go and do it. So there should be a one-lap race, a two-lap race, a three-lap race, and a four-lap race. Yeah, and just call it lap like oh i won the one lap championship <laughs> what'd you i'm a two lap champion you're one lap champion from arkansas so that was your highlight of the weekend i like it yeah well seeing that like score 70 points at naia obviously the level of competition is a little lower so it's easier to double and triple and that yeah. would probably never happen at d1 level but well that's what i thought when jonathan won at amherst and then she immediately tra- <laughs> moved over yeah. to ncaa and did it and then she moved over internationally and got fourth so well, and then other things I thought about outside of that was my Sixers lost to the Golden State Warriors without any of their best players. Yeah. Draymond Green or Curry didn't even play. So oh, really? It was, it was a sad day for a Philadelphian. We're not talking about basketball anymore. But the Flyers have won nine in a row. So there you I'm, go. All along, I'm all on the Flyer train. Now. I've always been more of a hockey guy. Yeah, exactly. Than a, than a basketball We've all guy. been all hockey guys yes. at heart, right? Uh, Merrill Hall won the U.S. 15K champs. Yes. I think that was a... I mean, she beats Natasha Rogers by almost a minute. Natasha Rogers has been running really well. She won U.S. Cross. Uh, What's the story with her leaving and then coming back, and then leaving and then coming back again? Natasha Rogers or Mary Hall? Mary Hall. No, Rogers. Rogers. I did she retire? I think our own Joe Vitale is going to have a story about that coming out soon. Oh, really? Yeah. We'll check that out on the site. Don't, don't want to, good te- you didn't even know you were doing a tease. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I actually don't know all the specifics, so I wasn't being coy. I think this is a significant result for for Hall because we just we've seen how tough the we talked about the ripple effect the domino effect of Sisson and Huddle not making it in the marathon team and how hard that that ten thousand team is going to be to make so Hall lays a marker down there. Um, is it significant? Come on, dude. Yeah, it is. It's she didn't beat anyone. No, no, it's significant. Well, she did what she's supposed to do. She beat that field by a minute. I'm just saying. I guess she's not going to be a pushover. Yeah, but... I'm not saying she's going to win. I'm just saying she's got a good chance of making that team. And then that 10,000 team is going to make... I mean, it's, I'm just... I'm very interested in that 10,000 team. And by pro, and by default, I'm very interested in that 5,000 team as well, too. Because it's going to... We've got, grown accustomed to, in the past, it's kind of like, okay, who gets in in the five? Who gets in in the marathon? Let's figure it out. Da, da, da. But they're very coveted spots. I'll say that this year. Because the marathon spots are already taken... And the 5,000 spots are ridiculously hard to get now. Yes. So the 10,000 is getting squeezed. I know, but like, yes, I guess technically you didn't lose, so that should be a good thing. But One like, by a minute. Gwen, Gwen Jorgensen, who said she wants to Yeah, but like, okay. go for the team know, down there at 26. That's an Erica Kemp and Natasha Rogers, who's been in it. I, I just think if there was Sisson second in that race, obviously it's not because she's yeah, in the trials. Yeah. But like, then I'll be like, ooh, okay. But okay. like. All I'm saying is she could have just done Molly that. made the Olympic team, so I don't count anybody out anymore. Okay. So you're you're saying these names as if we're just supposed to discount them. I just in general, minute, in general, in general, I hate all road, road championships, championship races. Yeah, yeah, I get because that. there's too many of them. 
They all are watered down. They don't mean anything. I'm just saying she's fit right now. I mean, you can look at that and say Meryl Hall sure, is fit right sure. now. Sure, that's all. That's all I'm saying with that one. Men's side of things, a lot more controversial. Uh, Ridwayne Harufi won it. The great Ridwayne Harufi. Uh, 38 years yeah. old. Uh, <laughs> he served a doping ban for EPO from was it 20? Let me look this up. 2013. People still do EPO. To tw- well, yeah, they do. That's not going away, I guess. Uh, 2013 to 2015. Uh, got his U.S. citizenship recently. Ran in the marathon trials. Made it to, to 20 miles, and then dropped out. This obviously was not well received by the running community for him to win a U.S. title, being a former, well, doper. Yeah. Well, go. being upset about it, nothing's going to change. It's tough. You can uh, scream all you want, but like. True. True, and it. Uh, from what I've read so far, it's tough. Like, USATF doesn't really, like... If someone's eligible to compete, they have to, like, let them yeah. compete. That's the rule. So that I don't I don't blame USATF for this situation. I, you know, you see a lot of calls all the time for, for lifetime bans, which are... They seem simple in theory, but in practice, they're very difficult. Uh, Ross Tucker's written about that. Like, if you raise the burden of, like, basically giving someone the death penalty, then what could also happen is you're going to get a lot of people who are either going to get it or they're going to get off completely, right? And it will, when you do away with the two and the four-year bans, it, it, it lessens those incremental charges because the burden of proof then needs to be so high because there are, drug testing isn't perfect. Yeah. There, there, are, there are false positives. So it, it would raise the threshold uh, that much higher. But yeah, this is, this is one of those situations where I know a lot of people are looking at, well, what about other industries where people cheat? Da, da, da. But I just say, well, what about other other sports, right? Like other sports, there's it's much more lenient, right? Yeah. Um, World marathon majors, I guess, is a little tighter, right? They don't once you get a doping ban, you're pretty much not getting invited back. But then we get into the situation. Remember, I don't know if you remember this, when Merritt came back from his suspension, and certain meets didn't want to let them him compete, and then it was this drawn out process, and then eventually he got back in wasn't allowed to compete i guess if you're saying epo is different because as you said people are still doing epo that seems to be one of the more uh clear-cut situations but it's just it's so tough to slice this up oh this drug you're going to be banned for life or like legally it's tough to 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 have like one blanket policy so yeah i mean it would have been a complete disaster pr wise if he got a marathon spot that that's one thing right Winning the 15K champs, obviously people don't like it, but it would have been completely nuts if if this guy... who Had you heard of him before? No, but it gives, you know, it gives people a way to tweet out their fun little tweet with the word hashtag clean sport and make them feel good about themselves afterwards. Yeah, but I mean, if you're... <laughs> I know, but if you're... I mean... Don't you empathize a, a little bit with people who are like, hey, that person be like shouldn't be in there and they cost me money? Yeah, but what? what but that's it's a reality we live in. Like, we can't, like, just, like pretend that we can just like scream and then it, and then it goes away it, it goes away like yeah. it's, it's so life, rather... life isn't fair right and yeah. it's unfair that this guy who cheated get to still go right because technically he cheated you shouldn't be able to keep on going that's unfair but unfortunately we live in a society where life is not fair and we just have to deal with the the shitty situation yeah. and i think complaining about it think the idea is like, oh, well, if you complain about it, if you protest enough, if you tweet about if you use this hashtag long enough, people are going to listen up and then they're going to take action and change their rules. It's like, no, they're not. 
Like, it's just so you're saying you think they need to work more behind the scenes to actually get the rule changed if they feel strongly about it, or it needs, needs to be? Because I guess on on the other side of things, you could say, well, look, like because of the burden of proof needing to be so high, there shouldn't be the situation, right? Or even that there there should be a path for people to come back into the sport yeah. at a certain point, right? Well, everyone just thinks life is simple, and it's simple as like you're you're you pee in a cup, and it and it triggers a certain yeah. number and then all of a sudden all right banned for life and then oh, let's just live that world and it's like okay well it's interesting to see yeah. the reaction to him versus the reaction to to gatlin yeah right because if if you're for lifetime bans for this gentleman then you would have been also for lifetime bans well for, the people who are against this guy are probably against gatlin too it's also the distance community is very different it's a different relationship with yeah. with doping and lifetime bans in the sprint community yeah, yeah. Uh, and i just think that People, it, it makes pe- people love. I mean, this is uh, anti. People don't want to admit this, but people actually like it when this happens because it gives them a way to like complain to the man, like take take it to the man, and like, you know, it's it's a it's a US 15k champs. It's not the, you know, Olympic final, right? But also at the same time, I just it just it gets old, man. We're being the same drum. We're being the same drum about like. This Moroccan turned American EPO. It's like a perfect formula. Foreign-born man coming to the States, taking a spot, did it via cheating, you know, dropped out of the trials. Was like, it's just like, man, I've just heard this movie over, I've seen this movie over and over again, and it's like, okay, we get it. Like, and it does suck for Frank Lauer, who got second. Well, he lost by a second. It does suck for the person who was one spot out of prize money. Yeah, yeah. I get it, but like, it sucked before they got on the starting line because it's not like, like, well, you can't like complaining about it after he wins isn't like yeah a, yeah you say he shouldn't be there in the first place yeah so the, but like yeah then why why don't, why don't you tweet out like something negative about him there before the race starts yeah well I mean I'm guessing they they would you sort of hope it just kind of goes away just like at the marathon yeah I mean I don't to, to be honest I don't think this is a type guy who's fast enough to have made the marathon no. team, right? So there's no wonder he dropped out uh, at that point. But it's, like, track always sort of has this idea of, like, they're in these sticky situations, and they're, like, one or two results away from it being a complete disaster. Yeah, yeah. And for far different reasons, this is a completely different example. I'm not saying it's it's analogous in any way other than what the outcome would have been, but Pistorius, yeah. if he would have won Diamond Leagues and started winning races. Yeah. Right? Well, that's then, what Semenya. That's right. what that was. Yeah. And then they decided to take the, the banned person. And, yeah. like, again, I get it. You cheat, you should pay your punishment, mm-hmm. you know? And what, what people is, disagree on the length of the punishment. Well, what do you think? That, like, what, is there any way, is there any punishment? You put on your fan hat right now. Putting on fan hat. fan hat right now. What would you like... To see, just as as a fan, a punishment be. Ooh, I have an idea. I just thought of something. Okay, but I want your real thing, not the thing that you just thought of, because <laughs> I'm worried about whatever that is. Well, I do think there should. I don't. I don't believe in a lifetime ban. I do believe that because of redemption, or be, be, because of like the the legal things I'm talking. Both. About. Okay. I do believe though there should be like, strike and you're out. Like. Okay. You, you get like there's only you only get forgiven like like three. Maybe, say three I don't know the number it could be two or three two or three Okay. I do think then then it it should trigger two lifetime because it's like you haven't learned yeah you gotta pay the money back or what do you have to you're only allowed a certain number of races like what is there a 
punishment that you could create if you're the track commissioner here? I mean, what if, I mean, one idea would be like if you are in the post ban running world, yeah, you have to for the first. So say you get banned, right? Four year ban. The first four years post ban, you can't win prize money. Okay. You can win races, but you don't get the prize money. And every race you go in, all the prize money just shifts down one. Shifts down one? Okay. I like that. Because then the argument is like, they're taking our prize money. All right, yeah. we'll take that off the prize. They're not. Yeah. They're, they're an unattached athlete. You know, it's like they're not affecting the team score. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then I think and I think that would make people, because then they're just affecting the color of your medal you get that no one, there's no like. Well, you can shift oh. the medals down too. You just basically say like this person, yes, legally they're allowed to run. Yeah. But we are not entitled. I guess then there would be. I mean, this is sort of the merit thing, though, right? Like, you can't deprive a person a chance to uh, make a living, right? Yeah. Well, a sponsor can give them money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you say, yeah, put put the onus on the sponsor. Yeah, if they, if they want, okay. like, hey, man, like, we're going to, you know. And then maybe, you know, I, again, I, I don't have a perfect solution. But no, I just, no, no I just know the solution isn't lifetime ban right away because Jerry Lawson, perfect case. He would be lifetime banned right now. Yeah, yeah. Ajay Wilson would be lifetime banned. Yeah. All the people who celebrate Ajay Wilson are probably the same people who are upset about this. Yeah. Well, I guess the argument would be then you, they still get an appeals process. And like, because Lawson got off the appeals process. But look how long that appeal process took 19 months. Yeah. Guy didn't compete for 19 months and then Kaz finally cleared him. Um, but lifetime ban also means Christian Coleman's now lifetime banned, right? Well,. I think the proponents of lifetime bans would be like... Brown McNeil's lifetime banned? It's only for like... I just go on and on, right? All these people would be just left out, gone from the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, why, I'm saying what they... Just play devil's advocate. Brown Williams would be lifetime banned? And I don't... <laughs> I think they would be referring more to like these specific, like not miss tests, but... I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak for them. But I think they'd be like... No, man. If you miss a test, you are game of the system, well, lifetime right. banned. Well, that's the thing, right? I, Everybody wants... To, they want to use it when it's like the perfect crime. Yeah. It's like never... It's when rarely it's, the perfect crime, right? Yeah. It, it everything is much more complicated um, than that. So yeah, you bring up you bring up good points there. It's uh, like that. Have you ever seen the Parks and Recs? Uh, um, I have seen a lot of Parks and Recs. Where uh, one the character from, or maybe it wasn't Parks and Rec. I think it was Parks and Rec. Character from Portlandia. Okay. Who's that guy? The actor. He's uh, a drummer. Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. He's like. Go to jail, right to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just list off all these things like <laughs> sneeze, go to jail. Go to jail. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what people like. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I you get know, it. false start, bam, go to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just again, my take is unpopular, right? It's not popular to to, to believe that, you know, to not be upset about uh, EPO guy winning. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm not gonna get upset about reality. Like this is the reality we're in. Mm-hmm. Like it's like. There's rules. These are the rules that were created. Yeah. And being upset about a rule, he's not breaking a rule right now. Right. He broke one before. And and he because punishment. he broke one, yeah. he went into a, a protocol yeah, yeah, from yeah. that rule broke. And now he's in this protocol. You're, you're, he's, you're he, a big fan of rules. I people just want him to, like, self-ban himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out of guilt. Yeah. I mean, someone, and I'm just like, that's not how it works. Yeah. It's not how the society works. Man. Yeah. It's... People yeah. can't do what just because you want someone to do something doesn't mean they're going to do it. Well, and like I've said before, it's just like you have to sort of if you're going to if you're going to apply the whole idea of well, if this was any other industry, then we wouldn't allow them back because they would have burned this bridge. But also, if this was any other industry, uh, you'd afford them like 
the you know what I mean all the the, the steps of, of yeah. due process right and there are such things as you plead to a lesser sentence right if okay I think you should get a lifetime ban okay well I didn't do it I think I should have no ban okay let's compromise yeah. for two years oh okay and then you move on like it's how you keep I don't know if you're talking about this in the context of the criminal justice system that's how the criminal justice system keeps working yeah. and keeps keeps flowing for all of its flaws but yeah I just I mean since it is the 15k it's not going to get as much attention uh obviously as it would if it was the marathon i think there'd be even more pushback if it was marathon trial spot but again he's not good enough to be that that problem solved itself yeah. i guess but i yeah i don't know what you like people ripping on usatf about it like number one it like it's just not their call you know what i mean it's yeah. like th- there's nothing they can't legally there's nothing and if it's guy. one if you do that like People would push back then because if then if you empower a governing body to to take this step, you're giving them power to do other things that I don't think people would necessarily be comfortable with, right? Yeah. And and I think the rule is created e- even when we don't like the outcome of the rule. Not to say that I agree with you 100%, but like even when we don't like the outcome of the rule, like it's everybody's signs on and agrees to the rule at the beginning. Yeah. Right. You enter a sport knowing these are the rules. Yes, you probably want the rules to change and you probably can fight for change. It's a part sure. of our society, right? Sure, People sure. can fight for change. Yeah. But tweeting hashtag clean sport is really fighting for change in my opinion. It's just I just think it's interesting. Signaling. Yeah. Well it's to always make ourselves feel good. It, it's always interesting to see like track relationship with this versus other sports relationships with it. Cycling, probably the, the next closest, but like, I mean, look at Von Miller in the NFL, like, doesn't he get nominated for like awards like yeah. the next year back after serving a doping ban? UFC fighters are well, like, they serve their time and then they, and then they come yeah. back. Um, I mean, I think it has to do with the amount of money in our sport is so low compared to those, where oh, like when saying, Von Miller gets banned, He's not depriving. You're people. not depriving another player like I think it's different as indiv- much money. Individual versus team sports. Yeah, too, right. I mean, Maria Sharapova got dinged a little bit for the whole Meldonium thing, but that just became so widespread that I don't think. And it's just it's so easy to attach performance enhancement to clear, visible signs of performance in track and field as opposed to like in a sport like tennis where it's like, well, it's a lot of it's hand-eye coordination. It doesn't have anything to do with endurance. It's like track and field's like speed, power, endurance. Like that's that's all of it so someone looks at it and they say okay well this person took drugs and then they went from here to here like game over like that's exactly why they got better yeah. uh, and the numbers right just like baseball it's like a numbers obsessed sport i did read somewhere or see something i don't know but it would be cool if like the burden of i mean the world athletics would never do this and USATF would never do this because it would cost them a lot of money yeah but every time someone is deemed banned every prize money that they got yeah uh the governing body oh, that gave out that prize money needs to uh take that money and reallocate it to the next positions as because people have said oh the person who got banned needs to give the money back but they're, they're not, not no, they, don't have, they don't have the money yeah. a, lot, a lot of times it's that's been spent yeah right? like i'm thinking of rita jeptu who won a million marathons for kenya it's yeah. like oh yeah pay, pay them pay the money back and then we'll let you in it's like i think that money's gone like yeah half a million here half a million there like no, I think that's an interesting idea because then I guess it ups the incentive for them to catch people who are cheating, right? Like that's the idea. Don't let the people into the race in the first place yeah. if you think that they're if you think they're cheating. Um, it's tracks so like fragmented and stuff too. You see, like, this meet director. But at the same time, though, doing that now that I think about it, 
if all of a sudden Usain Bolt got popped, they're not going to be like, that's going to cost us a lot of money. So if, he's, a billion if, dollars. if, like, you were going to have to pay back all you, his prize money. You take an insurance policy out. But you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. then they'll be more hesitant to, like, announce people who are banned because they're going to want to... Hey man, yeah. we can't we can't ban this person because we would then owe everyone a billion dollars. Yeah, I just uh, I just uh, I think like it sucks that this part of everyday like every industry this sucks that there's people who are like gonna break the rules. Um, but I think we need to be careful and not go so far and create a policy that makes it like puts it on innocent people who didn't do anything um, to suffer consequences yeah. too. Right? Like any industry you're in, people are cheating. Right, and you want to get those people out because it devalues the work of the people who are really trying. But at the same time, you don't want to create a scenario where there's like fear around, or sorry, an idea of someone being innocent and getting yeah. out too. Right, which is what could I mean that could legitimately happen in these situations. Right, like yeah, someone someone could get if you have a lifetime ban, someone could get a lifetime ban who. Um, was subject to uh, not, you know, didn't have due process or had a false positive or something like that because those things yeah. are actually, actually real, and we don't, we don't know. Or you know, there'd be like a young kid who yeah. just puts all of his trust in his coach, yeah. and the coach says, "Oh, it's good, it's good," and you could argue, yeah, you well, you're responsible for everything you put in your body." But then be like, well, the kids also like mm-hmm. can like sometimes you need to learn that like not everyone is in has your best interest. Yeah, yeah. And, like, as a result, now you're just going to ban that kid for life. This is like a, you know, yeah. like a Brianna Williams situation where she probably was trusting someone with the cold medicine she was taking or whatever. And then... When you trust the medicine. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the thing. It's like, this policy is like a... If you do lifetime bans, it's a definite outcome for a system that's, like, has flaws, right? Yeah. It, it, it's pretending that the system is flawless when... There's so many things that could go wrong because we live in the real world where stuff goes sideways like that. So, I mean, with Lawson, tainted beef. He said he's not going to eat beef that much anymore. Switched completely to chicken. They tried to go have, straight vegan. I mean, that was a crazy story. They tried to track down the supply chain of the beef, but then they're like, "Yeah, I don't know if we want to tell you like where we got this beef from." <laughs> like he had the receipts and stuff from the place where he ate in Fayetteville. Like, I mean, just a wild story. Just a wild story in general. But um, how did he have to deal with the 19 months situation, but Ajay Wilson did it? It was, that's a good question. The, I mean, I know that the, the substance was different. Okay. I mean, it was, they were both steroids and beef, but um, I, I don't know if that made the difference or if there was other part of the case. But exa- what you said is exactly the point, right? Yeah. With like, how do you treat all these, how do you treat all these cases? Um, I don't know. I guess the whole idea of, like, a system, it's like you'd rather have innocent people... Or, sorry, you'd rather have a guilty person go free than an innocent person face yeah. consequences, right? That's, like, how kind of our system is supposed to work uh, outside of sports. And I think that's kind of what's been transported into sports. Now, you may dislike that and, and disagree with it, but that's... I don't know. It's tough to justify... Well, we got all these dopers, and we also got this one person who literally did nothing wrong and can't compete with the other. Yeah. Like, how do you explain that? Right? Yeah. You can explain the other stuff of like, oh, this person cheated. Like, they're terrible. They ruined this moment. But all the other stuff—it's is... all fine and gravy until it comes for you. Right? Exactly. And I don't think people think that far ahead. They think just in the short term of like this person as opposed to the system. This is to transition to a different topic, like on shoes, right? Like, yeah. the same thing. It's like you can just. 
outwardly bad, but you just the law of unintended consequences exists for a reason. Like you just don't know where that's gonna lead. So that's why it's a good idea to make a policy that's clear eyed and like stick to it, even when it's not popular. And this certainly is a case where it wasn't popular. Yeah, the whole shoe thing, I. Did, I'm sorry. I think. Talk about shoes again. I don't know if I want to talk about shoes again. Do yeah. we want to talk about shoes? Well, I saw an article. Letron wrote an article. Like, it's official. Shoes have ruined the sport. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Get off your freaking sanctimonious high high horse. Like, ruin the sport. It's okay. Like, I I would never say this phrase, but that's like the the proto. That's like the perfect thing to say. Okay, boomer. Like, that's just like (laughs) the perfect use of that response. Again, I don't use that response because I think it's a stupid response. Uh, I yelled at it at the TV uh, during the Olympic trials when Tim Hutchings did his little monologue. Yeah, I I, I didn't. He had like a, a minute long thing where they had both of them talk. Um, Hutchings first said why these shoes sucked and then Mazback wearing a Nike shirt said why it was okay and Hutchings was basically telling people not to be happy about PRs that they get in them because they don't count so I just muttered okay boomer and I think the person in front of me might have I might have gotten half a laugh out of him but like there's like multiple I read the article there was like I was trying to see how he would justify the fact that eight of the top ten women weren't wearing Nikes yeah 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 and he's like he justified it by saying it's because they were so much that the, they were better mm-hmm. than the rest of the field, so therefore it, their results don't count. Like, and I didn't really understand how that had anything to do with the shoes. I was like, you're just selectively picking situations and yeah. deciding like this is diff- different proof that shoes mean anything. First of all, Americans. No one wants to admit it, but Americans have not been g- male Americans. Have not been good at the marathon. Yeah, yeah. We suck at well, the marathon. Rupp's been good, Meb's been good, but yeah. depth, yes. We suck. Jared Ward got six at the Olympics. That's pretty good. Yeah. At Olympics where everyone gets only by sent... Lo- by and large. At the Olympics where everyone only one gets only sent three per yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. That's a big thing. Like, No, I agree. Uh, I'm just we, pointing out a few exceptions. I agree with you on the whole. Like, Very few guys can break 210. The number of Japanese athletes who are better than American men yeah. is astounding. And like, why? Time-wise. Time-wise, yeah. It's ridiculous. Got that medal, man. But uh, it, it's ridiculous how much, the, the, you, like, the the fifth best American time, okay, take out, like, leading into this. No, I get uh, you, I get you. Keep would going. rank 100th in Japan. Yeah, 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 I get you, I get you. We got that bronze, though. But, but like, why is that? And the reason why, one, is Japan puts a lot more emphasis in, in road running, in road yes. running yeah. and Americans put their emphasis in track. Yeah. That's the main reason. We just, we put all of our time and energy we don't go to the marathon as quickly as they do they're like yeah you know that's the real reason and we once americans start start running well like what because when everyone ran 210 they, they all hit the standard which wasn't going to be a big deal in the first place everyone You're freaking out today no and everyone's like oh it's because the shoes were running faster now and shoes this shoes that shoes that i'm like sorry but no it's not like yeah shoe is gonna help that random 230 person run 227 or 225, and we can freak out about it. But yeah. shoes is not why Galen Rupp is good. Mm-hmm. Shoes is not why Jake Riley got second. Mm-hmm. Shoes is not why... if she, Like, Leonard career is made, like, how many world teams in 10K? A couple, I think, yeah. And he lost to Jake Riley, yeah. right? But they both are wearing the shoes. Well, Jake Rabbit's when the alpha flies, but yeah, they both are wearing. I'm hey, just, don't, I'm, 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 I don't yell at me, man. It's a small booth. Don't yell at me. But like, 
I get what you're saying. Jake Riley beat Leonard Carrera because he had a better day that day. Yes, and, and yeah. he, he has he had the, he had the talent baseline and he had a better day, not because he put on freaking two pairs of material on around wrapped around his feet that happened to help him. I think to I, not get blisters. Yeah, I think. I'm if sorry. You, I think if you had shoes are. I just hate the whole shoe thing. I, yeah, yeah. You should have been in Atlanta. You'd have loved it. I think... Oh, stupid. I mean, it's all... Mar- like, everyone is literally just like... Like, Nike is laughing to the bank. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we're all just letting it. We're, we're, we are being everyone's... And they don't even know it. They don't even know that we're just like... Look. Like, he's just... Whoever you, came up with the Nike Vaporfly shoe is the smartest man in the history of running because he tricked everyone into promoting them. I think they definitely help. I mean, I, I mean, obviously all the lab tests show that they help. But if you had the take that, what was the thing, that they're ruining running or they ruining yeah. the results, it's tough to, like, look at those results and come to that conclusion. There could have been a result where you came, like, some woman whose PR was, like, 236 or something, right? And she was running off of flies and she won. But instead you got Alphine Tulia Muckenhokas, Molly Seidel and Sockenies, Sally Kipiego, yes, she was running next percent on Alpha Flies. So maybe you swap. Like, no, Sally Kipiego is an Olympian and right. was very good at running. Right. right. Not were, really good at p- picking the type of shoes she wore before she got on the starting line. Yeah. Then you go to the men's side of things. Rupp was going to do Rupp no matter what. Rupp would have won in Birkenstocks. Yeah. You have Riley, who was a, you know a, a two ten guy, good marathoner, good collegiate runner, and then you have Abdi, who's made a million teams. He's experienced. Jared Ward was never in the race, right? He had a bad day. Bad day. Scott Fobble ran 212. Yeah, Scott Fobble and Jared Ward did not have bad days because of their shoes. Right, right. They well, had bad days because people had bad days. And they also had they had good shoes, too, right? Like, I, the, the Brooks guy, uh, the Hanson's Brooks guy, Kevin Hanson, tweeted out a month before the race. Like, if we lose, it's not because of our shoes. Like, Brooks gives us good equipment. Like, just laid it out there, which is what a sponsor is supposed to say, but it also sets the competitive balance of, like, look, Get the shoe, top, like that can't be in their head when they're running, right? Brooks had a had a carbon fiber plate. It may not be perfect or as exact as Nike's, uh, or as good. Uh, Saucony had one, New Balance, I mean, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, it's just like if you had that take going in, and then you saw the results and how the races played out, you have to really work hard to get to yeah. the conclusion of that article. Especially with the women's race, yeah. it's like it was literally the only. It was. Um, yeah, I, I, I was very angry. Like, no one was saying, like, it is unfair in 2016 that Galen Rupp got to run with multiple hat changes and slits in his kit. That helped him yeah. beat everyone because he had the unfair advantage of perfect apparel attire. Yeah. It gave him the extra 2% of, you know, you know, because remember everyone was talking or about... Or in Boston with the, when it was raining with a jacket, if you had a really good jacket yeah. that day. Really good jacket. Win. Man. Kept you warm because otherwise, I mean, it rubbed obviously didn't. He got hypothermia. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I hear you. I hear you. I, yeah. And I just think if you look at that race in isolation, if you couldn't enjoy that and in and of itself as like a fan of running without immediately jumping to like all the shoe stuff, then I feel like you were going in just looking for a shoe take. What ultimately pissed me off is the headline said the phrase, it's official. Here's my opinion. It's like, I'm sorry, but opinions are not official. You can't say the word official and opinion in the same sentence. You'll get the chance to yell at him in person. Oh, it's so stupid. I'm sorry. But, like, you were, looking, you were looking for a conclusion. You wrote an article with knowing the ending. Without writing an article and then come to an ending. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what bothered me. Well, and that, that's why I think those there could have been a scenario where you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Right, like at the marathon trials, if like if a bunch of hobby joggers finish in the top ten, well, if Jake Riley runs two oh six or something, right? Yeah. Like or, or like, they're just <clears throat> so far and away, and it, and it and it literally does like make you think, oh man, this race is crazy. But yeah, makes them better. There's those other shoes that are better. Are Nike's a little bit better? Sure. Were Nike's a little bit better ten years ago? I, I mean, I don't know. We didn't really pay that much yeah. attention to this stuff. Were Adidas a little bit better when Adidas, when they had the Boost Foam and it came out, and there was a little there was a little bit of gap. Like, there's always going to be. A gap. And no one also wants to talk about, like, the person who, who is wearing the shoes. Yeah. Like, well, that's, yeah, and that's what I asked, like, Lyndon and Sisson before the race. I was like, do you, are you getting sick of this? Like, you have to, like, shill for your sponsor, but you also can't shill so hard that you're, like, devaluing what you do. Yeah. Oh, the only reason I made these Olympic team is because these shoes, I suck, but these shoes are yeah. great. Uh, Lyndon, I mean, I haven't talked to her since, but immediately after the race, she didn't bring up a single thing about the shoes. The only way I would be able to believe this is if we could create a time machine mm-hmm. where we could give everyone a, the inverse shoe. So yeah. Give, give her up, you know, fucking New Balance. I don't know, New Balance. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to curse. But give them like, what, you know, just something. Too late. I not even New Balance. Okay. Give them like freaking shape ups. Okay. You know, and see if things change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can never do that. I think Rupp's gonna win that regardless. Yes. I think he's proved it enough time and time again that he's better than everybody I think Tulia Muck was better than everybody I think Seidel had an amazing race and again I'll posit this theory to you what if Mama Seidel was wearing eight vapor flies I would not be able to log on to twitter.com on my phone uh, Kipiego yeah I mean she'd run I mean she'd yes silver medals on the track but her first marathon which was November 2016 I don't know what shoes she was wearing but it was November 2016 so I don't know if they were super duper fancy shoes she had second in New York City, and she beat Molly Huddle. I guess that was the first marathon she finished. She met a D- DNF before that. But she's always been a great runner. That's what she does. Yeah. And, and same with Seidel. She yeah. was good in college. Yeah. But she didn't imagine how fast she'd been if she wore the alpha flies. Uh, and the whole idea of, like, the vapor flies are 4%, and then the alpha flies are up to 7 or 8%. I, I, get, I mean, they've done that in the lab, and I guess for some people. But there are a lot of people not wearing alpha flies. So... There's something about that shoe that isn't perfect for everybody, right? Yes, Rupp wore them, but Avdi didn't. Kipiego didn't. Um, there are a lot of men who, uh, in that top like twenty, who just wore the next percent and did not wear the, did not wear the outflies. Can we put? Can we talk? Right, top uh, here's the yes. thing. What's today's date? March. 9th. It's March 9th, Monday, in the morning. Yeah. We will now never ever speak. Of marathon shoes again, from this point. That's forward. gonna be really hard to do. No Whatever. matter what, we're I respect your commitment. I'm so. gonna, I'm doing that. You're gonna do it. If you have, if I'm ever to podcast, and you bring it up. I'm gonna respond with a Chuck Norris quote and just like not, you, not. you brought it up today without even me mentioning. I know. Like, I, and I'm thing, regretting it. it you just, had it some tr- shoe takes triggered on. the inner part of me of my anger towards you people really just angry. like promoting Nike left and right and not even. Go playing right into their hands. Well, that's yeah. That was evident from the jump, right? Because the whole idea is to sell the shoe to the masses, and the masses does not care if it's fair for the pro athletes because this company has this prototype yeah. and this company. They don't care about that. They see, oh my goodness, the shoes like yeah. makes you faster. And, and the guy said it's official. Yeah. And he's not even paid by Nike. Yeah. And he wrote the word official. Yeah. All, all caps. Oh, I don't know. Is that a, someone who calls their opinions official, just come on. I'm gonna start you, doing you, that. You need a. 
simmer down a bit. Your opinions are not official. Simmer down. What are we out on terms right. of time? What's left? Who cares about time? We need to talk about Caster Semenya. We talked about her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a Nick Sicardi tweet. Yeah, what's the tweet? Caster Semenya, quote, and he's quoting a South African news outlet, has been spotted practicing block starts, end quote, and ran at 200 in 2381 seconds on Saturday, according to South African media. The Olympic 200-meter qualifying standard is 2280. And no South African has run that since 2008. That's surprising. South African woman, I think he's yeah. missing there, because Wade Van Nieker definitely sub 2280. <laughs> Come on, Nick. Get your stats right, dude. Um... Is that a good move for 200 versus 200? I just, first of all, I just, I just love this. Has been spotted practicing block starts. There's just somebody in Who's the... Who's spotting that? In the, in the, in the bushes with uh, a magnet... Um, binoculars. Uh, no. No, but there's no good option here. I mean, it's it's less like... You know, physically, it probably takes less of a... Well, I don't know. 200, is pretty, 200 training is pretty hard. I'm just thinking, if you're already... A, if you can run a pretty good 400 to go down to 200... Versus, you run a good fifteen hundred, and then you have to go all the way up to five thousand, or you have to learn how to hurdle. Think she's just like lazy and be like, oh, I don't want to do twelve and a half laps. I'm just gonna do half a lap. No, she's probably get my Olympic. She's probably gamed it out, and thought, I mean, twenty. Just dropped second. That's a lot of time. Yeah, that's a lot of time. Also, the field in the two hundred is always kind of weak. Why? Well, because a lot of. I think a medal is off the table. But, but like, in general, though, like, to make a 200 final, yeah, I feel like it might be a lot easier than a 5K final. And the reason why is because a lot of the best 200 runners either run the 100 and then scratch the 200 or they're 400 base and they don't bother doing the 200. Like, I mean... I'd be surprised not, if she not, was thinking that far if, ahead. If, but. if you look at the World Championship outdoor 200 yeah. meter final, like, what was the PR of the eighth best woman in that field? Oh, yeah, yeah. That field, that final was crazy. Right? It was completely insane. And it happened in the men's side, too, in it 2017. Happens, happens every year. It happens every year. Yeah. Like, when the Turk guy won. Ram Ogulia yeah. in there. Dream Richards got a bronze. I mean, there's been Curtis Mitchell, I remember, a couple years ago, got a bronze. Yeah. I think that is thinking a little bit too far ahead. If she is gaming it out that far, more power to her. Yeah. I think she's just more looking at it from, like, a, a training perspective of, like, okay... I don't need to do crazy things with mileage. I can just maybe fine-tune some things. I'm guessing she's... Well, here's a question. Is Could, she more of a speed-based hand runner? Because it's like she's good at the 4 and the, and the yeah. 15, so it's like you kind of don't know. Well, here's the thing also. like, How hard is it for a distance runner to become a sprinter? Like, Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe she, she was never like a pure distance runner, though, right? I mean, if she can run... Well, she ran the quarter 50... Actually, now that I think about it, like... We're not going to different like workout Wednesdays trips and stuff like that, and seeing some like mid distance people run some two hundreds. Yeah. Like Kaz Loxham could run a fast two hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In his time, and not, like now he can't run Noah Lyles type two hundreds, obviously. Yeah. But when you have forty five second speed, yeah. forty four second speed, and you're an eight hundred meter runner, you can run some fast like. What's her two hundreds? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking up what her two hundred. But at the same time, I'm not sure if you can run elite sprinter fast so that's the thing I mean she's from 49.62 yeah that's good that's what I think she's looking at I think she's seeing that and she's like okay 49.62 that that can convert down pretty quickly whereas like you go in the 1500 359 we talked about before yeah that converts to like a really really fast 5000 but for some reason that just seems harder to go from 15 to 5 
then it does it from four down to two. Yeah. But the thing, but the only difference, though, going from four to two, that is some, like, just Box arms, becomes maybe. talent. Like, just, like, raw, like, muscle, yeah, fast yeah. twitch, slow yeah. twitch, all that stuff. Like, not to that extreme, but, like, yeah. there's something about a sprinter's true talent, I guess. But, I mean, 49.62 are, I mean, I think if you look at the 200 PRs of people who have run 49.62... I mean, I think a lot of them are going to be under 2280, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that just seems sort of, like, obvious. But again, she's coming at it from... She's coming at the 400 from an extreme distance perspective, yeah. right? Like, it's just... She was so good at so many things. How crazy is this, by the way, that we're talking about this? Like, if you had told me in the year 2016... Yeah, in 2020, you guys are talking about Caster Semenya, the 200-meter runner. I'd be like, oh, I don't know what you're about. Because of all this stuff, right after talking about shoes for half an hour. Shoes, which we never would have thought of. And hashtag clean sport. And Redwayne Harufi. Leave the hashtags alone, man. You're, you're gonna start, I don't know. You're going to start using hashtags one day, and you're going to be like... I regret making... Yeah, making I'm going to bring... Yeah, it's like, Gordon is... Hashtag? Man. You have so many Sixers... Put in a hashtag, that solves the problem. You have so That's many Sixers hashtags. Uh... Final topic. Yeah, let's do one more topic. So, Semenya, we think... I say ditch the blocks. Ooh, yeah. Just straight up. Do that. Try yeah. to get... Say, negotiate with World Athletics. Be like, look, all right, you don't want me in your events, that's fine. I'll run the 200, but I got a flying start. And I'm going to run a mid-alpha flies. <laughs> she starts She starts 30 meters back, and then as soon as she crosses the line, gun goes It'll down. be like the arena football where the, the wide receiver gets a running start. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, World Indoors was supposed to be this weekend. It was. Got canceled a long time ago. Did not get canceled. It got postponed a whole year. I call it canceled. If it's postponed for a year, it's canceled. Um, We saw World Half get canceled because of coronavirus. We're going to transport ourselves into a world that doesn't exist, one in which World Indoors is happening. What would we be talking about this week? I mean, we would be talking about coronavirus. Okay, no, no. Let me try that again. (laughs) We're going to transport ourselves into a world... Where coronavirus isn't happening. Right, and then there's no... And world championships are happening. Indoor championships are happening. What are we talking about? Yes, that was my question. We're going to be talking about, whoa, isn't it crazy that Chalima and LeMong didn't both qualify for the world championships because oh, LeMong you're saying ran he, at UW? Oh, okay, I get it. I get you. I okay, so we're also going way back because we're now, we're assuming We're LeMong, altering all of we're, space and time. Now, but that changes. Then we do we have that Instagram beef? We probably don't get the Instagram beef because then LeMong and Chalimo race head-to-head at USA, so they just settle it. And there's no, like, could've, would've. Shows up in a DeLorean. We don't We don't <laughs> have a whole podcast topic. That's true. We don't even start the podcast. We don't probably don't start because it's like we have no beef to talk about. Uh, the beef will be settled in in February of 2020. We don't have to wait till the Olympic trials. Okay, so let's go back. Let's play. Let's stretch the truth even more. Okay, stretch the truth even more. Because... I think a lot of people weren't going to go to China anyway because it was so far away and it was like an Olympic year and it's already into March, blah, blah, blah. Let's I just don't say, believe that, though. In 20... I asked some people. In, in 2012... I asked people that agree with me. Confirmed my opinion. No. What happened in 2012? Didn't they all go to Poland or something like that? Where was oh, 2012 uh, Worlds? Not 20... Indoors. Uh, you might be right. It might have been Poland. What was four? No, the 14 was Poland. 12 was like some random place. Yeah. And, like, Rupp went, Legat went, they all went, I think. Was it in Doha? No, it was indoors. No, I know Doha's hosted indoors. Really? They have an indoor? 
It's a, it's official. I'm right about this. Okay. People are not gonna. People are not gonna go. All caps. I think people say that though. Okay. Let's say it was in Portland. Just just say it was in Portland. Okay. Again. I. You're right. I think Lamong runs it, so we'd be getting Lamong Chalimo. The beef would have simmered yeah. because we wouldn't have had this latest incident. Sizzling. It would have been like on low heat. But they would they would not have forgotten last year. So we talk about that. We talk about Christian Coleman world record potentially, right? Would In- Ingebrigtsen be running? Of course. I think they'd be running. Uh, we're talking about Sh- like Schweizer's like metal. metal? We have Hassan. We'd actually get to see Hassan race yeah, indoors. That's true. Would Schweizer and them have run at BU in the last chance meet as a two-and-up, or would they not have raced? No, we probably wouldn't get the American record. Okay, so there's no American record. What else? Uh, Dude, Br- Ronnie, Br- Ronnie Baker finally races a meet that matters. He runs against Coleman, but kind of. I guess it would probably be similar to 2018, right? Yeah. When he runs really historically fast time, but Coleman beats him. You get Grant Holloway getting a medal. He wins world. He'd be a world title. Okay, would he have run it? So, yeah. yeah, he would have. Okay. Brazier? Brazier. He yeah. would world, not. World record? Does he win? Or does he get DQ'd? Do we have another DQ Olympics? He avenges himself from Birmingham. That was he got years. DQ'd in 2018? Yeah, yeah. Was early. Yeah, everybody got DQ'd. So, yeah, probably everybody gets DQ'd and none of this counts. That was so much fun, though. Yeah, whenever we got DQ'd, I was there. I was count- I had, it, being in the mix zone during the DQ Olympics, it was fun because we would all be like, once it started to become a thing, yeah, yeah. like everyone would be the first one to report that there was DQ'd. Yeah, yeah. So we, it was more about one, like waiting for the next DQ than waiting for the next race. And then having to tell people. Yeah, and we want to break the news. Oh, I got another DQ. Sorry. And I remember break. I, I I got to break the DQ news to a lot of the mix zone people. It was fun because they had like the little thing. The athletes or the media members. To the media members, okay. and I would like refresh it. I'll be like refresh, refresh. DQ! Guys, DQ! Yeah. And I'll be like... I mean, break into the athlete. That's a high level where yeah, you're like, no, hey, it's... congrats, but did you know... Uh... Yeah, yeah. sometimes, yeah. I mean... I still remember how awkward it was in 2012 when... Or in 2016? No, 2012 when Jenna Matarmo was up at the press conference thing and they asked, hey, it says like you're finished behind Felix. And everyone was like, what? what? <laughs> Little did we know. Maybe a week-long... Or they said, oh, you're in a, you're in a dead heat. Well, I remember NBC breaking the news of Chalima that he got DQ'd after he thought he won silver. That was, that was awkward. awkward. And he technically was DQ'd, and he got back in. Yeah, Brazier, running fast. Angles was, I mean, I, get, I don't know if Central would have won, run indoors. Probably not, but maybe because, oh, no, Angles got beat. Angles yeah. got third. He didn't get second. Um, Does Thompson get the standard? He probably doesn't get the standard. In the 15, because he probably goes... Goes and gets the gold. Wins <laughs> he the doesn't go and get yeah, the gold. Yeah, undefeated. Josh Thompson's undefeated. I don't want to hear anybody say since whenever he, he started winning. Hey, someone posted on Instagram or Twitter or something about his win streak. He's got a he's got a mini Bryce Hopple streak. Going oh, really? So how far back? Well, I guess before trials. I think it's since USA is last year. Yeah. I don't. I can look it up. How many races has he run? It's like seven or something like that. It's not including like prelims and stuff. It's not bad. It's not a bad streak. Yeah. Not a bad streak. Oh, we're going up this Josh Thompson streak. Yeah, it's a good streak. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Like Ajay Wilson would probably be. We're just saying names right get now. A goal. We're not. We're, what, what do we? What, what's the purpose? We're just talking. What did, we're talking about storylines and what happened. We, this is fun. It's a great what if. I mean, you're talking about American records that literally would not have happened. All right, let's get this. Okay, so he's won three in a row. This year, and then the end of last year, he won. Uh, so he won after USA's, he won. So four, five, and then he also ran this one, six. So he's won six in a row. 
right? Yeah. Yep, six in a row. Um, no, I'm saying Ajay Wilson would have been obviously the clear favorite for the Josh gold. Josh Thompson's 27, man. Would have got a chance to avenge some uh, that outdoor loss for Wilson. And Houlihan would have been coming. Well, I guess BU never happened, right? So she would have just tried to continue. She'd try to go for the double. But against Hassan, like you mentioned, Hassan would probably be there. It'd be cool. It would be cool. But Amir, you, you would be happy because then you could fill your void of NCA sprints aren't good and replace it with these distant this world Just world championships. Yeah, yeah. Events. I mean mid distance is the best part of indoor. I think everybody agrees, right? From like eight hundred to like three K. Any above three K it's like, yeah, it's too long and anything below it's just like this doesn't matter as much. Indoor. But you could also argue that mid-distance indoor isn't also fun either because, like, I mean... Well, it's better than the alternative is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, would you rather watch an indoor 60 or an indoor 800? If Coleman's not running. I guess, I guess I'll watch indoor 800, but the problem is a lot of times the indoor 800 champion is not the best runner. Well, we don't care about that. I mean, the Sixers may not be the best team this year, but they can win the title. That's true. I mean... We do care about that. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's whoever's the best on the day. Uh... Holloway Gold, that's interesting. Daniel Roberts would actually run. Yeah, would Daniel Roberts be racing? It'd be a good question. Um, yeah, I would have been interested to know how much Bowerman raced, yeah. just in general. Like, would they have still? I think they would have gone. Gone, yeah. But they would have to spread themselves out. A lot right? of spots, yeah. Because they only get four spots. Yeah, you put Grace in the eight hundred. I guess you, they would put up Grace to the eight. Yeah, yeah and then the, and then the mile it would have been Shelby and Quigley, and then the three K would have been Shelby and. Or would they? But but would they rather like say Vanessa got third? Oh, and bumper in in the three k. Would they like was she, go each go individually? What, what, I don't know. Didn't they go one two three four or something like that? Yeah, yeah they had. A, I just don't remember who. Oh no, it was it was quickly. Yeah, you'd have to go. You'd have to get multiple scratches to get to. Yeah, but I think they would. Would they? I think that would make sense. Like, hey, let's let's have a let's have six Bowerman women or like five Bowerman women go instead of four. Can. Just increase the odds. It is a short meet too, right? Like yeah. so you're gonna have not a lot of turnover or, tu- or not a lot of turnaround between those yeah. two. Let me look up these USA results. I like this. I like. I'm proud of myself for coming up with this amazing this topic idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Just click on it. Just click on the click on the end. Yeah. Shout out to Tilsa Paja here. Tilsa Paja. No one knows how to spell it, but my Google autocorrect. So you're saying in the three thousand? Yeah. Oh, oh per per year, what he got it. So Fraser didn't get it. Yeah, so I think they would have done Shelby and yeah. Carissa. But in the mile, oh, the mile was Shelby and Quigley. Yeah. Yeah. No, Frazier had the big breakout in FBU. Maybe, maybe she would have stayed. You know? Yeah, she would have. Everybody, everybody would have gone to get, get ready for Nanjing and she would have just crushed it at BU. But Coco not being there might have been. Actually, she was in kind of a different race. Coco ran 1430. Yeah, so she did. That was nuts. Um, all right, those are our hypotheticals. Let me use the emails here. Got two emails. How much time do we have? I'm not going to tell you. Just go. Okay. Chris writes in Oregon DMR. They have a better 800 runner than Charlie Hunter. Freshman Luis Peralta ran 148.10 at BU, number nine seed in the 800. I'd guess West and the 400 runner Peralta tier. I'm surprised tier isn't running the 5,000. A couple weeks ago, I would have guessed their Friday night lineup at Nationals would be tier in the 5,000, then DMR of Hunter, Peralta, West. Yeah, because they could have got more points, but. Maybe Tears like, I want to be on that DMR. Yeah. I think that could have been a... Who do you think they do it? Who do you think they put in at eight? Peralta or... I think they're going to put in... Uh, well, I think it would, Hunter will be a 12. 
I think it's going to be between West. Well, I think it's going to be all based on like how they feel after the mile prelim. Whoever okay. feels gassed most won't run. But Peralta is asking a lot from him to run two eight hundreds back to back as a freshman. Yeah. Because he's he's in the eight hundred prelims, mm-hmm. so I think it's gonna I think it, it's gonna be Hunter and West. I think Peralta is going to only just focus on the eight. Okay, that's what I think. Yes, on like his PR is fast, but like yeah, kind of freshman run back to back eight hundreds within an hour of each other or two hours of each other. Like, whereas yeah. I think a strength person like West, who's a you know eighth year senior, yeah, couldn't do that. I'm all for James West after that's ridiculous DQ that they called him on. Team J- You're going to see me wearing a jersey in Albuquerque. Free James West. Free James West. Here's one from Luke. Ready? Vamping on Gordon's sexy coronavirus costume idea. I think the next big Halloween costume will be sexy alpha flies. Oh, yeah. Which will consist of fishnet uppers with an unprecedented 10-inch stack height because bigger is sexier. The only stipulation is that everyone at the party yells at you till you are asked to leave. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> However... The following year, everyone else will be dressed as sexy racing shoes, which will all consist of fishnet uppers, 10-inch stack height, but with various non-Nike logos affixed, and everyone will get along fine. Also, Caster Semenya dunking on Earth Sports by meddling in the 5K would be chef's kiss exquisite. Till next time, that is Luke. That's a good email. Yeah, coming out strong, Luke. Uh, I guess we already broke the rule about not talking about alpha flies there. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Actually, like Chuck I, Norris club. I know, yeah, I got like, when he does when he does a push up, he doesn't push up. He pushes the world down. That's okay. true. Chuck okay. Norris. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, going as Alpha Flies for a Halloween costume. If it's a very runner specific party, would be a good costume. I think you don't have to comment on the shoes. You can just comment on the costume idea. Do they actually dress as a giant, like one big shoe? Foot? Yeah, yeah. You're just like foam. Like you just have a whole bunch of foam in front. Yeah. Of you. you know how people like go as costumes of like, uh, I don't know, like. Yeah. Food items, or something yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like a giant, like yeah. yeah. I'm a frosty or something. Yeah. I've never, I've never, I'm dressed up for Halloween in thirty years. I so. think we're gonna have the sexy Corona Houston Astro Alpha Fly costume, <laughs> where they're wearing Alpha Flies, they're in a trash can, and they're dressed like Corona. That's gonna be interesting. Three pop culture things in one. I mean, listeners to this show probably wouldn't be able to understand that. I don't think anybody else would, but uh, you're asking a lot from people. Keep the emails coming, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com, because we need more topics. Remember, we're doing this show five days a week. We're going to bring it on the road on Thursday and Friday, but for the next two days, we'll be back here in the booth. Like I said before, you can subscribe. Gordon's putting his hand over his face. He's just ready to go. Ready to go. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Watch it on Flowtrack. All right. We out. Yeah, that's it.